Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I'll be talking about the second half of the WNBA season, how I think things will shake out between the teams and so forth, and then also my midseason awards. Well, how I think things will shake out in terms of the awards. So I'll talk about all of it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so it's your boy GD once again with the All Things Basketball with GD podcast. And our last episode, we did a recap of the WNBA, the All-Star Weekend. We covered that, nailed everything down. So now I want to take a look at the second half of the WNBA season and see how things progress from there. So let's get right into it, folks. What I'll do, I'll just go by record and then we'll work our way down. So first, we have the Las Vegas Aces with their 19-2 record, which is the fourth best start in WNBA history. Of course, the Aces engine just keeps rolling along. You got Chelsea Gray over there, of course, the leader, and as well as Aja Wilson, your MVP. Kelsey Plum, who's been red hot lately, and of course, Jackie Young. All of them playing well right now. So, and they're seems like they're just hitting their stride. Although they had a little speed bump towards the end with the loss to Dallas. They're hoping to get Candace Parker back. She had the ankle injury that kept her out a few games. Coming out of the second half, they hope to get Candace Parker back in there. They still have three games with the number two seed, the New York Liberty. So you'll have that stretch of games. And then also, they're going to have a difficult stretch, guys, because Becky Hammond induction ceremony for the Hall of Fame is falling on August 12th. And they have a game, actually two games sandwiched between that. So my thought is she's going to miss either one of those games or both of those games. They are home games, nonetheless, guys. But remember, the induction ceremony is going to be in Massachusetts. So you're talking about going cross country. So my bet is that she's probably going to miss those two games. And those games are going to be against the Washington Mystics. And the Atlanta Dream. So these are no cupcake game, guys. Uh, I'll be interested to see how they make out with Becky Hammond missing those two games. So keep your eye on that, guys, as far as the Las Vegas Aces go. But, you know, they're rolling along, like I said, and so forth. So that's the only hiccup I see. And, of course, the Liberty games could probably go either way. So, uh, but... We'll see what happens. That's the Aces story. Speaking of, let's talk about the New York Liberty, the number two seed right now at 14 and four. So they still have about 22 games left. So a little more than half the season to go. Their whole thing is they they have to stay ahead of Connecticut Sun. Connecticut Sun is right there with them. They have two more games in their pocket than the Liberty. 
So it's incumbent upon the Liberty to, you know, with those two games they have ahead to get those wins. And then, like I said, with the Aces, the Liberty have those three games against the Aces. So what they do in those games could hold a lot of weight as far as their seating going forward with the sun breathing down their neck. And then they're hoping to get Stephanie Dolson back. She's had that ankle injury that's kept her out for a while now. So hopefully they can get her back and then they'll really be at full strength. And the question is, can Sabrina Inescu carry that all-star momentum into the second half of the season? I would say yes. She ended the first half of the season with a monster game. And then she comes into the weekend and we know what she did in the three-point contest. And then in the game itself. So I think she carries it over. Of course, you got Brianna Stewart there, the leader, the alpha, if you will. So, of course, Sabrina's going to defer to her. But hey, Brianna hasn't been shy about letting Sabrina shine. So I don't see any issues going forward. And my question will be now that John Quell Jones has had the rest. Will we see a better Jonquel Jones coming out of the second half? I would think so. Also, Najee Laney, she's been very good this year, taking that really secondary, secondary role, if you will. But she, when called upon, she's been money. Of course, you have Vandersloot running the show. So, guys, they're in pretty good shape, I must say. So, we'll see what happens to them down the stretch. Then we go to the third seed, the Connecticut Sun, right now at 15-5. and five. They are holding the fort, guys. With Alyssa Thomas and Dewana Bonner, they must continue to ball, guys. They've been balling all season long, especially since you don't have a Brianna Jones there. You're definitely going to need their production. The maturation of Dejanay Carrington. That's been a help for them as well as she's been coming off the bench for them. Tiffany Hayes has been stepping up. She's been stepping up as of late. So you probably want a little bit more from Rebecca Allen and from Natisha Heidemann. And then will we see more minutes for Olivia Nelson Adota, their center there? Because I think eventually you're going to have to get some solid center play. They've been able to be above water. Thanks to Coach Stephanie White. So, the Connecticut Sun. Looking good, guys. Looking good. And look like they're rolling along. So, and that's your third seed. Then we go to Washington. Washington Mystics at 11-8. Health has been the thing with them, guys. They need a healthy Elena Deladon. You know, she had the ankle issues. The ankle that she rolled twice in the first half of the season. And then... Shakira Austin with her hip. Now, we should hear some news, guys, coming out of the All-Star break. It's supposed to be this week, guys. We're supposed to hear some Shakira Austin news. So, hopefully, we'll get some good feedback in that regard. So, hopefully, she'll be back soon. Brittany Sykes has been playing well. So, you got to give her props. You need some more out of Ariel Atkins and Natasha Cloud. I know Natasha Cloud, she's had injury as of recent, so but you're definitely going to need more from them. The bench has been strong, guys, with Tiana Hawkins there, Shatori Walker-Kimbrough, 
Maisha Hines Allen, Lee Ming, and also Christy Tolliver. So they have a very good bench. And then you add to that Queen Egbo, who you got in the trade. So Washington, you know, they have a strong bench. You just need your star players healthy. I think at full strength, they're dangerous guys. So Eric Tibalt, he's got the ship moving in the right direction. So he just needs his healthy players back. That's the story with the Mystics. Then we move on to the other 11 and 18, the Atlanta Dream. And they're one of the hottest teams in the W outside of your big three, of course, of Las Vegas, New York, and Connecticut. And, of course, they have the all-star trio now of Ryan Howard, Alyssa Gray, and Cheyenne Parker. But you're going to need help from others, guys. You're going to need some help from people like Nia Coffey, A.D. Dura, Daniel Robinson. So you're going to need some more contribution from them. If You definitely want to go to that next level. But I tell you what, Coach Tanisha Wright, she's been doing the job there. And she's going to have to consider probably installing Haley Jones maybe into that starting lineup to be the starting point guard there. You've seen the maturation in her thus far, so I think she's able to do it, guys. Tanisha Wright, if you want to roll the dice and go with Haley Jones as your starting point guard, uh, probably now's the time. Now's a good time as any. The Atlanta Dream. I tell you what, guys, they're a dangerous team. Um very dangerous so if i was among those top two or three teams i'd be worried about facing them that's for sure then we move on to the dallas wings at 11 and 9 so they're at the halfway point this is another team i think could be dangerous and they have their trio of arika agumbawale sato sabali as well as natasha howard who's nobody slouch that's for sure and I tell you what, guys, that last game they had against the Minnesota Lynx, where Arike had the 18 points and 11 assists, I tell you what, guys, if Arike can have games where she's dishing out 7, 8, 9 assists per game, Dallas is going to be a problem, guys. They're going to be a problem. I give credit to Latricia Trammell, guys. Early on, the team is trying to figure itself out, but I think they're about to hit their stride right now, especially going into that second half. And then don't forget on top of your big three there, you got Tierra McCowan, who she had the injury early on, but she's back now. So you're going to get solid center play from her. And then Crystal Dangerfield, she's always a threat there. So the Dallas Wings, I think they could be a problem, guys. I think they could be a problem going forward. So you have that team at number six. Your seventh team right now is the Minnesota Lynx, speaking of, at nine and 11. This is another team. They're starting to gel. They Remember, they started out the gate pretty slow, but they're starting to slowly gel, guys. But everything begins and ends with Nafisha Collier. And I tell you what, she's having a fantastic season, guys. I tell you what, also, look out for Diamond Miller in the second half. She missed about eight games. She had her injury, ankle, by the way. But in the second half of the season, now she was one I thought would be 
a rookie of the year candidate with her game. So I see her in the second half doing some pretty good things here. So they're definitely going to need that. Of course, you have Kayla McBride there along with Tiffany Mitchell, Jessica Shepard. They're coming along. Could there be more touches for Dorka Juhas? Their young center there who's done a serviceable job in the middle, but maybe you need to get her more touches to improve this team. So Cheryl Reeves, she's going to have to figure it out, but the Minnesota Lynx, if they could get things rolling, they could be a problem team as well. So we'll see what happens with them. Then in your eighth spot, you have the Chicago Sky. Somehow they're keeping this thing afloat. Despite the injuries, and they've had their share of injuries, and also a coaching departure. We know about James Wade heading to the NBA to be assistant coach with the Toronto Raptors. Emery Batonsevere, that's your coach now. So it seems like starting to get the healthy pieces back. Of course, Kalia Copper and Marina Mabry are carrying the load. Of course, Courtney Williams, she's getting hot as of late, guys. She had that recent triple-double, and she had an outstanding game even after that. But you're going to need help besides Dana Evans. Dana Evans has been good off the bench, but you need more from your bench. The loss of Rebecca Gardner really hurts, though. They lost her with a foot injury early in the season, and... The bench hasn't been the same really since, so you're going to need more bench production. But somehow they're keeping it afloat, but there are some teams behind them that could creep up in the second half. At number nine, Los Angeles Sparks. And the Sparks are coached by Kurt Miller. And I tell you what, guys, no team has had it worse when it comes to injuries than the Los Angeles Sparks. I mean, you had players in and out. Your roster was short at times. Only two of their players appeared in every single game. And that's De'Erica Hamby as well as Zaya Cook, the rookie. But they are getting Lacia Clarendon back. That'll be a help. Jordan Canada, she continues to improve. So she's had a pretty good year. And of course, team is always led by Neka Awumake. And then having... Ezra Stevens, having her back, has been a help, as well as Jasmine Thomas. Shania Wumake, Neka's sister, she remains out with the foot injury. We'll see what happens on the other side of the All-Star break as far as her injury goes. But they're a team, if they could get healthy, they could get right, they can kind of make a surge in the standings. But, again, that all depends on the players and their injuries, you know. So, we'll see what happens there. And then, at number 10, the Indiana Fever. And, despite their record, they're a team on the way up, guys. Of course, led by their rookie sensation, Aaliyah Boston. And their all-star as well, Kelsey Mitchell. But, they've been dealt a recent blow of injuries, Nalissa Smith, she's going to be out with the stress fracture in her foot for two weeks. And then Lexi Hall is day-to-day -day with the broken nose that she suffered in the last game. And is it time to unleash players like Grace Berger and Victoria Sexton? I mean, 
you have to weigh that, guys, because do you think you have enough to make a jump in the standings here to maybe catch a Chicago? I don't know about that. So you may want to at least give Grace Berger a longer look and Taria Saxon as well. You, you know, these are young players. You want to see what they have. So, And then remember, too, they dealt Queen Egbo and they brought in Amanda Zowie B, who you're going to need especially now with Melissa Smith on the sidelines. So so we'll see what happens with the Indiana Fever, but they're playing tough, guys. They're not an easy game anymore. They're playing tough. Of course, Boston's having a phenomenal season, so this is a team you can't sleep on. At 11, the Phoenix Mercury, and we know despite BG being back, this season seems to be a lost one. And you got to start asking the question, guys. Is it time for Diana Taurasi to retire? That's a legitimate question. Because you're going to have to build this team around someone other than Brittany Griner, of course. And do you want to still build around a 40-year-old player? I don't know if you want to do that. And then, of course, we know about the Vanessa Nygaard debacle. She's out in terms of being a head coach. Nikki Blue is in there now. I'm not sure about the trade deadline, but maybe you want to shake things up with a trade here or there. Who knows? You know, maybe you want to move uh, Sophie Cunningham, maybe uh, Mariah Jefferson, maybe Shea Petty. I don't know, but you're going to have to shake some things up, that's for sure. I don't know if you're trying to jump up in the standings as well. You're at 4-15. and 15. It's going to be kind of a difficult climb, but maybe you wave the white towel. We'll see. But that's Phoenix. And then your last place team, the Seattle Storm. Actually, I think when all is said and done, they won't be the last place team. This is a team now that could make a move in the standings, even with their record. I think the return of Gabby Williams is really going to help this team. Of course, you have Jewel Lloyd playing as well as she's playing. Will she be able to break the single-season scoring record? Look like she's well on her way, guys, if health holds up and everything else. And she's taken a beating throughout this season. In fact, the last game I saw with her, you know, she went down a few times. I was like, is she getting up? She got up each and every time. So, Jewel Lloyd. Other teams know her potential and how she can explode in the game. So, and I think also, too, look out for Jordan Horston. Jordan Horston, I think that's another rookie that's ready to make a move. She had a very good game her last game. So, I think momentum is on her side. And, again, with having Gabby Williams back who can direct the offense, I think that's going to be a help to a Jordan Horston. I don't think Seattle ends up being the last place team. I think they can make a move in the standings. I would be watching them very closely to see if they can jump up. And Noelle Quinn, she's she knows what she's doing behind the bench there. So I wouldn't be surprised if they jump up. So we'll see what happens with them. So guys, that is your breakdown of the teams going forward in this second half. With that, now I want to give out my mid-season hardware, mid-season awards, how it is now, and how I think it may shake out when everything is said and done. Right now, the sixth woman of the year, for me, 
it'll be Janae Carrington of the Connecticut Sun. Again, I just seen her game improve so much. And she's been the spark that they need off the bench for Connecticut. And I think her being at the All-Star festivities there, I think that can only boost her confidence. So I think she's one who could get the sixth woman of the year. Outside chance, Dana Evans. Dana Evans, I talked about Chicago Sky. She's having a pretty good year coming off the bench for them. But I think it's Carrington's award to lose right now. So, Defensive player of the year, I had to really kind of think about this one. But I think when all is said and done, Ezie McBegore, I think she ends up being the one getting the defensive player of the year. She's having a fantastic season for the Storm. And she's tied for the lead in blocks. She is someone who, and also she's averaging over a steal the game as well. So she's really been a terror inside for the Storm. So Ezzy McBegore, I think, could end up being the defensive player of the year. Most improved player, I think this is a runaway. Sato Sabali for the Dallas Wings, I think, is her award to lose. Only other person I give a outside chance to is Alyssa Gray for the Atlanta Dream. Her coming from the Dallas Wings last season and into this one, she's really made an improvement in her game. So much so, she was picked as an all-star, so Alyssa Gray. But I think Sato Sabali, I think she's the one who will end up being most improved player. Then that leads us to our Rookie of the Year. Is there any other person other than Aaliyah Boston, the year that she's having, the efficiency? It's the efficiency for me, guys. And as I watch her, the footwork that she has inside, I mean, that's the footwork of a veteran. The way she's working in the blocks, man. Wow. And to think this is only her rookie season, she'll be doing this for the next 10 years or so, health permitting, of course. But Leah Boston, I think, is your runaway rookie of the year. Coach of the year, I had to really think about this one. But I think when the dust settles, Stephanie White will end up getting the award of the Connecticut Sun. The way there was talk that this team losing their head coach as well as player who was an MVP recipient at one time. As well as your starting point guard. You lost her as well, so many thought this team would be in transition. That's not the case. They're amongst your top teams, so Stephanie White has done an amazing job over there. So I think she ends up getting Coach of the Year. My dark horse, Tanisha Wright. If everything breaks the way I think it'll break, I think Tanisha Wright will have this team at the end as a team that nobody wants to face, guys. So... Tanisha Wright doing the right things over there in Atlanta for the Atlanta Dream. But again, Stephanie White, I think, ends up winning. And then your MVP. I believe it's going to be Brianna Stewart for the New York Liberty. Brianna Stewart has having a wonderful season for the Liberty. She's been the leader over there. And the way that team follows her lead. Liberty fans have been waiting for this kind of season for a while. So, 
for Brianna to come over and do what she's doing is you couldn't ask for more than that. So I think Brianna Stewart ends up winning. My outside shot is Alyssa Thomas with what's going on over there in Connecticut. Of course, she is the engine there for that team. So Alyssa Thomas, I think she'll get consideration, but I think in the end, Brianna Stewart gets the award. All right, guys, so that's going to do it for this episode. I'll end up talking about Summer League a little bit. They do have the championship game going on in Summer League between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Houston Rockets. So I'm sure I'll probably talk about that. I'll talk about Victor Wimbayama. He only played the two games in Summer League, so we'll talk about that. And there was some player movement as well. No Dame news, no Harden news, so the next time you hear from me, I'll probably be talking about Summer League and some of the player movements. So, you know, it's summertime, I'm going to try and take a breather here, so I know I've been saying that, but I'm really going to do it. So, anyhow, with that said, all things basketball with GD.com is the website, Apple, Spotify, YouTube. You name it, I'm there. All the platforms, social media, TikTok, IG, Facebook, Twitter. You know how I feel about Twitter. I can take it or leave it. Social media, I'm all over the spot. With my own page on Facebook. Got a page and got a profile, so I got it all covered. All right, guys, with that said, I thank you for listening. Reviews, write reviews, guys, on Apple on Podchaser, on YouTube, like the videos, on Facebook, like the videos, and you know the rest. All right, guys, thanks for listening as always, and we'll talk soon. So, my peeps, if you like what you're listening to, you can go to my website, www.allthingsbasketballwithgd.com. You can also email me at that's sportsdugd at gmail.com. To support this podcast, you can go to my PayPal, and that email is that sportsdugd at gmail.com. Also, on my anchor page, I have a support button there that you can also use to help the podcast. I'm on all the major platforms like Anchor, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon, SoundCloud, YouTube, CastBox, Radio Public, Podchaser, just to name a few. And also, you can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Clubhouse, and Fanbase. So, once again, I thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. And take care and be safe.